people we are back we are your favorite casa negros we are in the building we are we are back (laughs) i am josh rogers i am brian here and welcome to another episode of the jigsaw podcast this is the podcast where we talk Uh about how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created but we particularly Mm -hmm. talk about the perils the praises the productivity and the pomp and circumstance of being black and millennials in america brother how are you Man, it is a great day to be black, brother. Uh, yeah. Great day to be black. Always a great yes, day to be black. Always a great day. It's ghetto out here, but you know, it's a great day. It's more than ghetto out here. It is booty trash out here. But <laughs> listen, we are making it. We are we are counting it all joy. Ain't that what the words say when you fall into divers temptations? Divers temptations. <laughs> divers temptations. Divers temptations. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Counting all joy. Go ahead. <laughs> What's in your cup? Tea. Freshly, <laughs> oh, okay. freshly French pressed tea. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have my loose leaves. I got some peach. Um, mm-hmm. I got some dandelion spice, and I got some <laughs> fresh mint herbs, <laughs> and I mixed it together, and I pressed it all down with freshly boiled organic water, filtered organic water. Okay. And I put it in there with a little organic raw blue agave nectar with freshly <laughs> squeezed lemon juice. Okay. Mm. Only oh. the best. Only the best. <laughs> I wish you were doing the song of the week this week because your voice would have been a good voice tonight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't have my Bishop Blake rasp this week. <laughs> do, you, do you do opera? Do you sing opera? Whoa, whoa. You didn't know I did opera? You didn't know you I didn't did know I sing opera? opera? <laughs> you didn't know I sang opera? You didn't know shout I sang out, opera? Shout out to Richard Penniman. <laughs> We love we love that man on this podcast. We love that man. Speaking of man that we love, hold on yeah. real quick before you do that. You know how they got like Prince and all these other people on these t shirts at the Marshalls and the TJ Maxx. <laughs> do mm. you think we could get some licenses to put Richard Penniman on a shirt for the Jigsaw? We need some. I, <laughs> I think that would be a great opportunity. He is like our de facto godfather here. <laughs> he is. He, he, if it hadn't been Richard Penniman, this podcast might not even exist. We because he would want to inspire to let it all hang out. Let it he all inspi- hang out. He inspired it. We gotta look into that. We gotta look into that. We do. <laughs> all who runs his estate, but we need that. We need that. <laughs> we don't know who runs it, but we are two <laughs> black boys from Georgia. Not from Georgia, but from Georgia. You get what I'm saying? We're here. Yeah, right? we, we're, we're here. here our, most of our adult lives. Most of our adult life. I've been here 14 years now. I've been here 15 years. No, was, 16 years. It was 14 years this month because I came for school. Glory to God. Mm, look at God. Look right. at him. Oh, woo, and I'm still. I am still here. It's by the grace of God. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's that voice yeah. is silky tonight because that tea. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Silk Sonic. What you do? <laughs> well, you, you see, I got versatility. Oh, you got plans. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I'm sipping wine. 
in a row. I look too good uh. <laughs> to be alone. Ooh, my house clean. <laughs> a pool warm. Go ahead, bro. What you about to say? So you about to get me stirred up? <laughs> this ain't Jigsaw the musical. <laughs> Jigsaw the musical. We should have an episode just the musical. Oh my god! Don't you give me no. Let me, I'm gonna put that as a note. <laughs> don't you give me no idea. I, uh, dear black people, was, dear white people, was giving us a musical. We don't want that. Next, because you you just took me out of the spirit. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, speaking of people that we love, shouts out to uh, Charles and Chancey for joining us last out week. Out to Chancey Page and Charles Simonson. <laughs> government names. <laughs> government names. Strong black government. Strong names. black government names. Charles is definitely a good black. Charles guy. is, and you know his name wasn't Charles, so his name is Chancey. Okay, his <laughs> mama was deliberate. Okay, you leave that you out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want not one. We don't want none. Not one you in there. We don't know one, one, not one you. The not nurse, one. nurse said, "Mother, are you sure?" I said, "Chancy, <laughs> put it on there." <laughs> but no. But shout out to our brothers. They came in here and killed the living room. Were it amazing. Is. Chemistry is always on one thousand when they're here, and we can't wait to do more work with them. A um, lot That's of great more. feedback from that episode. Um, great feedback. Great feedback. <laughs> People were just tripping and cackling and laughing and loved it. And I'm, I don't know about you, Ron, but I was just excited to be back. We hadn't been back in a while. Yeah, it was like a month, over a month yeah, that we were About we were five running. weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long mm-hmm. time. So I was glad to be back. And we came back with a vengeance. Oh, my. Didn't we? If you're going to come back, back. you're going to cut. You got to. That's how you come back. Come back strong. You come back strong. Put your mic on the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Euphemisms. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of come back strong. <laughs> you finally called it. I see. I, I called it. I called it, man. Go ahead. I called it. Speaking of come back strong, so have you heard the new Nas and Lauren Hill song? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not a big Nasir fan. Okay. You know, you, 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 I tell you, you are the most New York, California nigga I know. I, I, I love Nasir. I love so when it came out, I wasn't gonna listen to it, just to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but Chris said there was a Lauren Hill feature. So I said, you know what? That's enough for me to go listen. So mm-hmm. I listened to the song, brother, and I heard those ooh, ooh, and I thought that was all she gonna do the whole song. I said, You could have missed me with this. <laughs> and, and bro, it must have been the Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> as soon as I was gonna turn it off, she comes in rap. Right. Bars. I mean, and she gave Give it, it to us. us. She gave it to us. She's she still got it. She still got it. She still got it. She still got and, it. And she still got it. And I think this is the prime time to give us an album. Yes. And prime because time. she's such a legend, I think me and you talked about this before, Every she could pull every feature she wanted. Everyone. Everybody named Mama going to want to be on the new Lauryn Hill album, song, Easy. or whatever. E- everyone was going to want to produce it. It's yes. going to be, you know, it, she still has that level of, of mystique and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. icon status. Yeah. That anyone want to be a part of that that uh, that process, like the Drakes of the world, the Nickies, everybody. Oh, you know, Nikki got on her knees and bowed before Missy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Nikki would probably sell along to be on that album. Um, but no, man, it was good. I haven't listened to any other song on the mm-hmm. on the album. Yeah, I haven't sat down and listened to King's Disease two years to that no. song. But yeah, um, for what from that song, I like it. I think what I might have to do is like, especially since I'm working remotely now. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I usually have my Bluetooth going, mm-hmm. and I might have to just get lost in it while I'm working and kind of let it play because I doubt that I'm going to consciously drive to it <laughs> and things oh, yeah. like that. So that's that's more your lane. Yeah, yeah, I like Nasir. I haven't listened to the album as yet. I'm going to probably listen to it at some point. I think I I want to plan like a, some type of work road trip sometime soon so that I can just be in the car 
and just listen to it straight through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sometimes I feel like when I'm at home, I can actually listen to an album straight through without somebody like calling me and really just absorbing the music and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of music, did you watch the last verses, the Locks versus Dipset? I'd rather watch the ocean dry up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard it was great. Yeah. I heard, I heard it was. I heard it was one of the best ones. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Moss. It was one of the best verses ever. Top five. Um, well, you know, Chris Chris loves the Dipset. You know. I, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of either. I mean, mm-hmm. now, before y'all come kill me, hip-hop heads, right? I appreciate what they brought to music, and I like some of their songs, but not enough to sit in for two hours and watch them in the verses. Mm-hmm. I did hear it was entertaining. I heard the locks. It was a straight massacre. Is what uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I heard it was it. not even like not even close. It was, um, but yeah, I've only heard good things outside the fact there was a super spread event in Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Um, I've only heard good things. I've only heard yeah. good things. Yeah, it, it was good. I went back and watched it. Um, I, I am, you know, a Locks fan, the Locks fan, because mm-hmm. uh, you know I love the murder. I love the the aggression in hip hop. You know, I love those things. We know. Um, so I enjoyed it. Uh, but it, they, what what it was, they were setting it up. For a concert, for for a tour, concert tour. Uh, so but with them too, the yeah, Dipset, the locks, okay. and they're gonna add state property to it. So <clears throat> I think it was. I, I think this is what versus was it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be energy. Supposed to be you know people going at it, but then also setting it up to get that money. Um, which I wish uh, they can probably you know I'm pretty sure some other people wish that they can come back and do the verses again. So that they can set it up for the tour, because if you did a versus when when it first hit, then you know, you know, right. no one's going to be wanting for it, wanting wanting it, right? You know, and that, so you said the and stay private. They're not going to add the Rough Riders. <laughs> um, there's a lot of rough. Well, not there's a lot of Rough Riders, really. Uh, dra- I don't know. No one wants drag on. Um, <laughs> Eve may come out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Dmx okay. is dead. So he is. God rest his soul. Um, I think that's it. Okay, y'all not gonna bring out the, the remaining members of Junior Mafia? Uh, no one wants to hear Lil C's. Okay, uh, <laughs> look, I'd hear Lil Kim, but uh, no one. I mean, it could just C's. be a whole New York tour. <laughs> you know, the uh, firm. Uh, like, oh, bring them back. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know all the rap things. I'm a hip hop. <laughs> listen, I'm a hip hop head. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the rap things. I know um, all the things. I don't know, but I want to go to a concert though. I'm looking forward to going to a concert uh, sometime okay. soon. Okay, that's so, that's all we have. Oh, let me ask you one more thing, since this is technically not the billboard, but I'm doing actually this in one verses. Okay, you made a good point about people what should have taken advantage of it. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. What other like concert series would you have wanted to see develop out of a past verses? Ooh, uh, Patty and Gladys. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Look, it's tough because it's like some of them. You the one who Patterson and Gladys featuring um uh, <laughs> What's that girl name? Oh, slipping me, Lord, forgive me. Patty and Gladys. The friend who came out, you know, cigarette. Dion Wardrobe. There you know, Dion Wardrobe. There it is. Gravel, old gravel throat. Yeah. Um, Man, that thing was slipping me. Um, nah. I'm trying to think. Like, no, there's really no verses that I was like, I want to see. Like, I would want to see like SWV live, but I don't really care about ex- escape. You don't care about escape coming out. Um, no, nah, not at all. Um <laughs> I would pay to go see Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isleys, like in concert, mm. in full full band, like yeah, full band, full band, and not no DJ, not no track, and like, good give background us full vocals. Band. Give us full band, uh, good background vocals. I think musically that would be one of the best mm-hmm. uh, that they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody trying to see Keisha Cole and uh, Ashanti? Speaking of Ashanti, the girl had the nerve to say 
She needs to stop procrastinating and put out this music. Nobody wants that. Keep procrastinating. Soul wants that. Keep procrastinating. <laughs> we don't want Keep that. Keep procrastinating. We um, don't want that music. <laughs> but I don't know. What, what about you? What do you think? Who do you want to see uh, uh, on stage? It would never happen, but I would go see, just for 90s vibes, Monica and Brandy. Oh, yeah. Give us that. Yeah. I would go see that. Yeah. If they gave us like a... Um, what did Beyonce and Jay-Z call their tour? The Bunny and Clyde or whatever, on the run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they gave us like that where they kind of like Brandon come out, then Monica come out, then Brandon come out, like, and then they mm-hmm. did like a the boys mind at the end. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. That, I would, sh- that would stop the show. It would, that yeah, would that's what I'm saying. Like I would see that. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Only because of, but I don't want no new stuff. I ain't Monica ain't got to sing trenches and all <laughs> and all that new stuff she got. I want all the 90s, the early 2000s from Monica. That's what I mm-hmm. want. Like basically what they gave us in verses, plus or minus. Right, some of their other music. I think that yeah. would be a dope concert that would shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, leave the diary at home, Brandy. We don't please. Want we don't want that. <laughs> we do not want your fireside chats. Um, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. And Monica, please fix your attitude. But yeah, those right. are the things. I, I still want uh, Uncle Charlie has has yet to be on the verses, and I don't know why. I've seen Uncle Charlie on Instagram, and I think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Charlie deserves Have you seen to him get dancing his own music in those skinny jeans. I, in, Charlie, me, in those relaxed jeans that because Uncle he got Charlie the old man no thighs that look skinny. <laughs> Uncle Charlie, there will be no Uncle Charlie slander on this here podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I respect it because I respect you. Go ahead with the song of the week. <laughs> All right. This is the song of the week. I'm 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 I went back into the crates. Okay. Some people may not even know this song. It's within theme for the episode. Some people may not know this song, but I, I dug deep in the crates. Like when Brian going to crates, he, he he goes to the record stores. You Listen, this is this is record store. <laughs> this is definitely record store material. It so ain't Willie Neil Johnson, is it? <laughs> nah, people probably won't even know who this artist is. You should know if you're black, but you probably won't know. Okay, so our our audience may or may not know <laughs> who this is, and okay. I don't fault y'all. All right, okay. here goes. This is within theme for the episode, though. Oh, that ain't it. <laughs> I'm about to say, we don't know that. <laughs> uh, and I ain't cutting it goes. out either. We gonna let that ride. <laughs> right, here it goes, here it goes. Go ahead. I know this intro. Hold on. I don't know the song, but that somebody sampled that intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Scarface did. Is that Donny Hathaway? It is. You know a voice. I know the voice. You know the voice. It, it goes with the same thing right here. And that's Roberta Flack underneath. <laughs> oh, Can we talk about just real quick how Roberto is one of the blackest? <laughs> There's somebody named Robert didn't have no daughter. He was like, listen, <laughs> Roberta. <laughs> Roberta. <laughs> Roberta. That's a strong name. That's a strong colored name. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. But okay. Now what's the name of the song, Brian? Give us the called, details. It's within theme. Okay. okay. The song is called Be Real Black for Me. <laughs> okay. It's it's a song. Okay. It's really so I don't those domain I know. Donnie have to wait in and Roberta Flack actually did a duet album. And it's a good it's a good album. 
If you okay. really like good singing, um, I'm a, this is not a part of the song of the week, but I'm going to throw it on here just because, you know, I love the people. Okay. Y'all, you know this song. Okay. Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? That's a good one. That's I feel like I should, I should feel like I should have a daisy in my hair or something. <laughs> you should <laughs> take us take us back. Some speaking psychedelic of, stuff, right? Speaking of that, you wrote a good article uh, for a good a good 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 um, a good documentary. Oh, Summer of Soul. Bless you. Oh, that was such you, a good you, movie. You put that pen to paper and you wrote a good article. Oh, I had the privilege and the pleasure. It was, my and it pleasure. was, and it was a good. It was a good documentary too. It was super it black. It was so good, wasn't it? It was super black. It made me like you know just want to go and do black things for black people. And imagine something of that caliber, like bro. It was like a six weekend, <laughs> and it was free <laughs> with all them people. <laughs> and it, and it was look, it was legit. It was just. All those artists of like any top artist and the gospel. top artists of that time of every genre that was represented by black people. It yeah. was it was it was beautiful. And it the was fact that we didn't know about this, you know what I'm saying? Like like uh, F Woodstock, this was the this, this was, was the, the thing. And what my favorite part of that whole movie, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, is when they would start talking about the people on the moon and the folk was like we don't care about that on the moon. We we at the we at the summer soul festival. We at the Harlem fest. Right? We at the Harlem music festival. Like we, we, don't, we don't care. Festival. We don't care about that. And then the black dude was like, "Um, we got people out here poor. We got people out here poor, and you trying to go, to, money the going to the moon." But it's just, but what's so crazy? It's the same thing. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and Jeff Bezos trying to go to a planet, right? That like you literally what? are wasting money going to the moon where you could be giving that money to people. And who you didn't even it. go to the moon. He just orbited into space and came back down. Right. And let's talk about the working conditions of his employees. Oh, a whole a whole conversation. Let's all conversation. Let's, let's move on. Brian, you ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> and you want to bless report and talk about some black excellence. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do it. All right, we got the blessed report. We celebrate in honor our Hallelujah. black people. Hallelujah! I told you sometimes when you say bless up, it stirs my spirit. Does it, ble- does, does it stir you up all the way? It does. There's a blessing in the house. Yeah, there is. And it has my name. Oh, it got our you, name oh, on it. You got, you got, we got to prophesy to somebody. Is there somebody out there that needs to? I don't know. No. Nope. <laughs> got no word. You don't, you don't need $10 to give 10, you know, 10 people to give $10. I well, you can. <laughs> No, you can't. Dollar sign JJR89 on cash out. But you know, but you got, that ain't what I'm here for. Who, who we blessing up? We are blessing up a black queen, Allison Felix. Okay. Allison Felix, uh, for two reasons. I'm going to go through them. Uh, one, mm. first and foremost, she is the most decorated USA track and field athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this recent Summer Olympics that just ended, Allison Felix actually earned her 10th and 11th. Uh, medals, which made her the most decorated track and field athlete in the U.S. history, passing Carl Lewis' record of 10 medals, right? So since first competing mm-hmm. in her Olympics, uh, first just competing in her first Olympics back in Athens in 2004, Allison actually made the Olympic team for the last four uh, times uh, and medaled at each Olympics. Uh, so in total, she has seven golds, three silvers, and one bronze. But not only did she make history in terms of uh, being the most decorated uh, Olympian in terms of, of track and field, she also launched her uh, new brand, or what we call a uh, called uh, Sayish 
Sage, that's how I pronounce it. Okay. Um, which is a new community-centered lifestyle brand that creates products for and by women. Right. So she actually mm-hmm. ran in her own shoes uh, during the Olympics and won her medals in the Olympics. Uh, due to the fact that this is given some kind of context, and I love Nike, but Nike is trash for this. Basically, what ended up happening was when uh, um, Allison got pregnant, um, they cut her salary, and they they want her to take a seventy percent reduction mm. in her salary from Nike um, due to getting pregnant. So she fought Nike. Uh, she pretty much got out of her contract, but then she also fought uh, to get some pay for women who are pregnant. Uh, so what happened is she broke down some barriers, broke down some doors. So now Nike changed their whole process in terms of how they pay women which was stupid because you could have had you you fumbled a major bag with allison felix um and you could have used her in, in as you use every athlete mm-hmm. you could have sold maternity wear you could have sold you know lifestyle wear um fitness wear because moms are still working out when they're pregnant a uh, woman are still walking women are doing everything like normal when they're pregnant so you could have utilized these opportunities you could have created shoes for maternity you could have done all these things and utilize allison felix as your like poster a uh, woman and you fumbled the bag uh huge black eye mm-hmm. um, but now she it kind of thrusted her into her own lifestyle brand which is great so she's winning medals she's uh, launching brands uh so i had to i had, had to. to yeah absolutely. Uh, do a bless up for allison felix uh, for not only being the most decorated uh track and field athlete of u.s history but also for launching a great lifestyle brand and doing big things there so bless up to allison felix bless up to Asis. All right, and now we're going to do a rest up since we're already here. Mighty God. Um, unfortunately, Josh. The death hand got loose again. It got loose. It got loose. And it just happened recently. So, uh, Chucky Chucky Thompson, and, you know, we've been, we, we're, we're working. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Super producer. <laughs> uh, Chucky Thompson passed away at age 53. Chucky was known for producing. Okay, for those that don't know, I did not know who he was. I, I'm not I don't know lie. either. That's so why I'm like, drug rats? Listen, uh, Chucky was known for producing hits for such artists as the artists you know, Faith Evans, okay, Notorious B.I.G., oh, Biggie, Biggie, Mary J. Blige, okay. I can love you, <laughs> Nas, oh, and Usher, Usher, as the Saints would say, Usher, Usher, mm-hmm. Usher. Uh, so Thompson, for those that do not know, he was actually the uh, member of Bad Boys um, Hitmen team, which is basically Diddy had this squad of producers he created, pulled together. And like all their hits in the 90s, they pretty much came together and made those. So if you like Mary J. Blige's My Life album. My life, my life, my life, my life. That's that's his work. He was the executive, not the executive producer, but he was the main producer on that album. But also if you love Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G., that was his song too. That was one of his few of his major uh, songs. So a bunch of artists, of course, went to social media to show some love. And we are always as you know, keeping family members those who lost loved ones in prayer so a rest up to chucky thompson although he was not familiar to a lot of you know everyday people like ourselves he was definitely missed in the music industry and we want to rest up to chucky asking uh, chucky we, thompson can we do a personal rest up to um Friend of the podcast, friend in real life. She's been on the show twice. Jennifer Trotter lost her mom. Yes. So we just want to like just extend our prayers and love to her. Um, yes. She's a real great friend of the podcast. Wonderful work. Giving Wonderful some woman. good stuff. Um, lending her gifts and talents here on our platform. And we just want mm-hmm. her to know, her family know that we're praying for you. Definitely. Uh, you are in our thoughts and prayers. We're sending all the love and light and peace and all the things. May Jehovah Shalom be your portion in this time. Hallelujah. Yes. So Hallelujah. that's that. I just felt that in my spirit, the Jehovah Shalom. Whew. 
You felt that? You know. I, I really did feel God that. God still speaks to me. <laughs> he gives I me the really things to that. say. Yeah, but for real, though, we, we just want to send love her way um, because that's it's a tragic loss. So, yep. Um, but yeah, so you ready to get into the billboard? I am ready. So let's do it. Our queen, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, before we get into this, did you see how Beyonce stopped the internet again this week? She did. She always does. She's on the she cover did. of Hopper's Bazaar. And mm-hmm. she's part of it was like just being on the cover, but the other part of she was introducing her, her rodeo collection for Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. And mighty God, my Beyonce, God. Beyonce, she did the thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Formation was listed by Rolling Stone uh-huh. as the greatest video of all time. Now, Brian, yes, sir, I love Beyonce. I do, and be and Formation is an amazing video. Mm-hmm. But of all time, of all time, bro. Now, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give this caveat. I'm not mad at it because it is Beyonce, and Formation mm-hmm. is a great video. It so is. I'm not, I'm not going to be angry and like protest or right. write this, you know, op-ed or anything about it. However, mm-hmm. it ain't all time that greatest. That just, nah, not to me. And, and, and just to think about the things that were in the top 10. So Billy Jean, and this is the thing, Michael Jackson made the list, but he didn't come until number 10. And then when they finally put him on the list, they gave it to him for Billy Jean. Did they not see Thriller? Did they not see Remember the Time? Bro, Michael Jackson's out here doing whole mini movies. Whole mini movies. With like major, like this nigga had Iman and Eddie Murphy. Like, Eddie Murphy, Magic Johnson. Right, in one uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was spending money. Scream with Janet Jackson. Scream is still the most expensive video to date. And that joint is like, I gotta be almost 20 years old at this point. Yeah. Like, so I, but then when you finally put him on the list, you give it to him for Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. Out of all the videos, you put Billie Jean above Scream and Thriller and Remember the Time? Like, mm-hmm. anyway. Nah. Um, untitled, How Does It Feel made number seven, which is also weird because D'Angelo's just naked on the black screen. He's just standing there. Just standing there. I never forget it. My little sister called it. The, he used to, she used to call him because she was a baby. She called it the Barbie doll man because he was so cut. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he was so cut. Um, and I'm just like, well, well, why is that? And then This Is America is number four, which again... No, and of course, formation was number one. So, I mean, Brian, what, what are your thoughts about it? clearly a bunch of white heat tests made this list? Because, yeah, and, and same thing like saying, I think you know, for Billie Jean to be in the top 10, I think there were way more Michael Jackson videos that could have made Absolutely. the top 10. And I think there were Michael Jackson videos that probably were better than formation. Like, remember it's a the good time video. is better than formation, yeah. Remember the time is better, like, in the, like you said, many movies, he was making many movies. Um, then, like I said, all hell to the queen. But I think there were some videos out there that were just yeah. And not to say the formation could have made the list, but not number one. And then are we not talking about freaking Missy Elliott? Why isn't she in the top ten of videos? Yeah, Missy Elliott should be in the top ten. Like, like with no like no doubts, <laughs> Missy Elliott should be in the top ten of videos. Yeah, Missy Elliott is like a video queen. Um, She's a video queen for sure. Buster Rhymes has had some really good videos. Yes. Um, and if we're going to keep it a book, Britney Spears has had some, like, Toxic was a good <laughs> video. There's been some good videos out there that I'm yeah. like, you know, I, you know, again, no shade to Beyonce, but, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, I think I like, for me, We Like the Party was a, you know, was a better vibe of a video I, for I, me. I actually even liked <laughs> um, Single Ladies in terms of video. 
Like, cause she, it was, it was so simple. It's, but it's it was if you so, gonna put D'Angelo untitled on there. I mean, yeah, it deserves a look. Yeah, if Single A's was giving us good dance, it was giving and, us all HBCU band majorettes. <laughs> it was a bunch of eight counts, but we loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. Um, tip drill and make the top ten. Mm, mm. You know, it did not back that thing up. Wasn't it, in the top it, ten. Oh, it did not. Um, if so God who, don't, if God don't do it, it won't get done. Then make the, then make the top ten, <laughs> and they had two brackets in it. Hold on, um, Crossroads, they make the top ten. Cross, oh, yeah, now that's a real one for real. That's because when one. Uncle Charles died, <laughs> I'm still black. scared. <laughs> I am st- thirty-one year old Josh is still deathly right. afraid of that. They, they, they was walking up designing and just in the white robes. Um, do wop that thing. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good video. Mm-hmm. Um, some of Nicki Minaj stuff with all her colorful and creative things is I mean, there were so many videos that I think could have made it. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all was a good video. There's some good videos out there that mm-hmm. just didn't get the Roses. Roses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that though. So you know. anyway, you know, white people do what they do, but we're not gonna be too yeah. mad because Beyonce got her flowers. We do. Um keeping it in thing with music and going forward, November, a few months ahead, but it is hip hop history month. The United States Senate, um well, I'm kind of mad at the Senate right now, unanimously passed resolution three three one, which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumar sponsored. The resolution is a bill that officially designates November 2021 as Hip Hop History Month. In addition to the Hip Hop Month, today, August eleventh, um, is Hip Hop Celebration Day. Um, we love hip hop here at the Jigsaw. Um, but I mean, as much as this is nice, it is again <laughs> another another performative thing. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we can't get a new voting rights bill uh can't. <laughs> to kind of stop some of the stuff that's happening like in Georgia. Um right. we can't get like some um criminal justice bills, criminal justice reform right. bills passed. The George Floyd bill that's I out mean, there. George right Floyd now. bill that's out there. Um so many things. Another some more economic policy bills. I'm not asking for another stimmy. I mean, I wouldn't mind one. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to send me money, send me money. But like, but for real though, some actual economic policy rethinking uh, to help the economy continue to move forward. Like, these are the kind of things that we want. Um, we some some kind of further thought in terms of um, reparations, like all yeah. of the things. But you mm-hmm. decide to make November Hip Hop History Month. We don't right. care. We're going to listen to hip hop all day, every day anyway. Right. And we're not gonna listen to it any more or less in November because right. that's Christmas, that's Jesus time anyway. So <laughs> it is the precursor to Jesus. It starts October one anyway. So um, say what you want, Brian. I'm, I'm <laughs> knee deep into in Christmas music by November. November um, is is giving the Lord thanks. You're supposed to just give just blessing the Lord all month long because Mary was pregnant. So. so <laughs> I'm always find a way. I'm always find a way. Uh, but that happened, and um, we don't care. But here's something we do care about: Rihanna, um, the queen of ain't she? What is she from? Like, what is she? Barbados. Barbados. That, mm-hmm. The queen of Barbados is now a billionaire, according to Forbes. Rihanna is worth 1.7 billion. 
with mm. a B dollars and is the wealthiest female musician in the world and second only to Oprah Winfrey, who is the richest female entertainer, period. Uh, fresh off the news of becoming a billionaire, Rihanna dropped her first Fenty fragrance and it sold out in less than 24 hours. Oprah says it still smell good. Be selling so fast. Um, the fragrance name Fenty Eau de Parfume was priced at $120 <laughs> per bottle and Rihanna is definitely getting a bag, which means she y'all ain't never seen another Rihanna album. The Navy is going to continue to be on base because she's not dispatching those people out with she's another not. album. And because she's making so much money. I feel like what Rihanna's going to do is, I, I feel like she got one already recorded in the tank. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be honest. I feel like Rihanna's going to wait till like 20, 30 years from now when she like 50, 60, and she's just going to drop it. And it's going to sound like old Rihanna. She ain't going to tour. She's just going to give it to y'all. <laughs> and it's probably going like, to say copyrighted, copyrighted, copywritten 2019. It's just going <laughs> to be there. Um, but shout out to Rihanna. We love to see it. Because um, I know Fenty, Fenty Beauty is worth like $2 billion alone within itself. So mm-hmm. her, I think she co-owns that with somebody. So her half of that on top of all the panties and now the fragrance and then mm-hmm. the residuals from music like yeah, she's the out girl, there. And she's self-made. And like these mm-hmm. Ragni Kardashians. Right. And like these other folks who had a $10 million startup from their families and all that kind of stuff. Like she right. legit came from the, the swamps of Barbados and she right. rose up and um and she is a billionaire. So shout out to Riri for doing her thing. Speaking of a woman who shouldn't be doing this thing is Monica. She's mm. going country. Uh, she mm. said that for an interview with Billboard. She opened up about her upbringing and what led her into the music industry um, and probably those sandals that she had in that video. And Lord during that interview, us. Monica confirmed that she's working on a country album, God Help Us All, and revealed help that she's Lord. loved country music since she was a little girl. The singer said this, I grew up loving country music and my stepfather who raised me is a Methodist minister, but he also drove buses and he would take us to nashville gatlinburg and dollywood in tennessee she said i became a really big fan of dolly parton at about eight or nine years old and that was my real introduction to country music now i'm all here for the diversification of every genre of music i'm mm-hmm. also here for black people being represented in every genre of music but but did we shout out a black woman on the on the bless up couple of episodes of back who got like a first host of the cmas or something mm-hmm. like that Mm-hmm. Let them, let Aaron Neville them. <laughs> Aaron you know Neville. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let them do it. Cause we saw what happened when Nelly tried to do a little country. Oh, all on my head, over and over again. That's when his career just went just in and the right to- and the rightfully so. And rightfully so. In the toilet. He went from stumping Air Force Ones to putting on cowboy boots, and we didn't want to see it. We did um, not want it. And if you're going to do country, give us a little Nas XTs. He gave mm-hmm. us, you know, he gave us that. He partnered with the right people, and that was it. That was a vibe. That was a moment. But I don't think everybody has the grace and the and, and, and the will to do that. And while I actually appreciate Monica and everything that she brings to music, I don't want that. Mm-mm. Do you are you going to listen to a Monica country album, bro? I would listen to it for the podcast purposes, <laughs> so we could talk so, about it. So we talk about it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh man, Monica came with this country album. Let me go and put that on. And is, is she? And that's the thing: is she going to just sing like country esque music with like bluegrass themes, or is she going to like try to change her voice, like to give us right. like the country twang? Like, what is right. it? It probably, I think what's going to end up being is just heavy guitar, <laughs> a heavy acoustic guitar, acoustic uh, RB is what she right. That's it. That's really what's going to be. And she gonna sing ballads and talk about. I'm about to be a bunch of ballads and sad stuff. Yep. Yeah. Girl. Girl. Okay. All right, Monica. <sighs> Let's not talk about Monica. Monica likes to shoot people. Um, 
And lastly here on the billboard is somebody who always doing something that we definitely don't want is Diddy. Puff Daddy, <laughs> Sean Combs, whatever you want to call him. It started a new label. Brother Love. Um, him. <laughs> Bad Boys Records founding CEO Sean Diddy Combs recently shared plans to launch a new record label um, with a different purpose. In Vanity Fair September 2021 issue, the music mogul announced the creation of a brand new label for R&B artists only. When asked why R&B, Diddy said the following, yeah. An all R&B label because I feel like R&B was abandoned and it's a part of our African-American culture, he told the magazine. He said that I am not stingy. Uh, I am not signing any artists uh, because if you know better, you do better. I'm doing 50-50 partnerships with pure transparency. That's the thing. The new label is so that we can own the genre. We don't own hip-hop right now. We have a chance to, and I'm going to make sure that we own R&B. Um, I ended that with confusion because it is confusion. Um, <laughs> a few things here: is Bad Boys not still in existence? I'm trying to figure out the ways in which right. he has to start a new one. Because from what I understand, I don't think nobody's releasing new music on Bad Boy right now. So. I don't think about either. And okay. if you want to do some partnerships, why don't you just go back to the old artists? And just redo their contract. How, how about you do right with Danny Kane at Day 26? As I said, right. <laughs> Don Richard. Because they are R&B <laughs> artists, if I'm not mistaken. You got this mm-hmm. one girl, Aubrey, on BET, the encore. <laughs> Acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> you had these folks marching down the junior to get you cheesecake. You and you talking about owning in. R&B. Right. You could have, you know, done some things. Making the band, bring making the band back. He don't give him no ideas. And I'm sure there's a reality <laughs> show coming about this dumb label that he's about to drop. And it's like, but how do we not own R and B? Because I feel like unlike unlike rap, R and B is really like real R and B is ain't, it ain't too many non black folk in the lane. Mm-hmm. And R and B has made a really big resurgence in the last yeah. few years. Um, so I don't really even know where this is coming from. Right, and then if. if Interesting thing is, it's kind of like giving me like Master P, like I'm gonna buy HBCU. I buy HBCUs. Like we don't own hip hop. Like as if it's just like you know. I mean, but just, be, just buy but just because we let Eminem and Jack Harlow <laughs> in, don't mean we don't own hip hop. It's still it is still black music. Like right. Which are you saying that you know the corporations? I think that's what he's the saying. Labels of I it think all? that's what like, he's saying. But the, but, but the gag to that is, is that every R&B artist ain't going to sign to did it to Bad Boy 2.0. Right. I, and and even, <laughs> even within this, my thought process is like, okay, Diddy. Okay. You know, in terms of R&B, in terms of hip hop, just mm-hmm. black R&B and even hip hop, there's only certain people who are really at the top of that who are like the tastemakers, the gatekeepers, and you're one of those, those people. Mm-hmm. So if you say, you know what, <clears throat> let me get what the... Um, the other gatekeepers like the masterpiece of the world and the who else is up there? Uh gatekeepers like maybe Pharrell, mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, you know, mm-hmm. all the so-called gatekeepers. Y'all can probably say, Hey, black people, let's have this summit somewhere. Jay-Z, let's have a summit somewhere and figure out how we can break the our song contracts. Of Donda. Right. <laughs> Help us <laughs> on those. How can we break our contract and then figure out how we could you know, create our own thing. Because if you bring the right people together, it ushers the Beyonce's to the table and be like, hey, this is what we're doing right. as a culture. You can probably do that. I think this, if, if any time is the time to do it, the time is now. And you can literally, if you want to have black people own their own music, 
um, get masters back. And speaking of getting masters back, um, we Twinkie spoke something Claw on the show. Masters back. Uh, well, who, I'm sorry. What you say? Who? Twinkie Claw got her masters back. <laughs> she sold it for a Cadillac. <laughs> she was going to have about that Cadillac too, boy. She, she wanted something for herself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now. What you been um, saying? I was, uh, Auntie Nita? We, we, no, we, no, not yet. We, okay. spoke, we spoke something up last week. Okay. We spoke something into existence. Oh. A-A-L-I-Y. We're getting the music. A-H-L. It's coming. We're getting it. And I don't even listen to Spotify like that, but I'm listening to it now if it's going to be. <laughs> me too. Me too. And, and speaking of that, um, De La Soul, I don't, you don't probably listen to De La Soul, Mm-mm. but De La Soul, they got their masters back. So okay. uh, I think Six Feet and Rising is is they, it's coming back on Spotify. So okay. coming on Spotify, so I'm excited. Okay. All the, all the dozens of De La Soul fans, y'all enjoy that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I like so now we got now we know bro (laughs) now we got now we got to wait on Auntie Nita we do to get her stuff because we we want to clean on Saturdays can can I apologize though because I played caught up in the rapture a couple of Saturdays (laughs) I just it was in my I was right here I was I was in it and I said where do we met <laughs> Always knew I could never do the intro without singing it, bro. I would feel this magic <laughs> for you <laughs> on my mind constantly. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, it gets me jittery on the inside. I feel like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we need. I'm, I'm happy that the black people. Are getting their things, and we're excited about Aliyah. We might have to do a whole Aliyah tribute episode when it comes. We might have to because I just knew she I was going to marry her at twelve years old. I just, bro, you and me both. I just knew it. I mean, devastating. I thought she passed away. <laughs> All right. Are we? Oh, <clears throat> I have something that I want to introduce before we move on. Okay. Um, it is time to make for. Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. Are you ready? Okay. It goes like this. They don't last long. We get to the point. <laughs> we know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. It is Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. Now this week on Josh Rogers athletic oh, <laughs> abbreviations. I gave us a theme song. Uh, that's my theme song. On this week on athletic. Josh Lafayette abbreviation. We talk about last week, but I want to talk about um, your king, their king, LeBron James, and this uh-huh. kind of geriatric team that he's putting together. Don't do it. Warren crazy when they when they when they got Russell Westbrook on um, mm-hmm. the trade, and then he got one of his long term homies from the NBA um, draft of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony, the man who mm-hmm. dropped the bag with Lala Anthony, him who still plays the basketball, it. fumbled the bag, still plays the basketball, but has traveled around in several teams. Not because he wanted to build a super team like his friend LeBron, but because mm-hmm. everybody was like, ah, you're disposable, put him on another team. So he's been traveling mm-hmm. around. He have a good season True. here, good game there, then they'll come back and black, but they're finally together. Why? Because they all want rings, and they brought back bad boy of the NBA Dwight Howard, and mm-hmm. he's going to be there. Now, Dwight Howard's a little bit too excited. You want to know why? Because he why? said that this is like re- this is his big return. It's like a resurrection. Sir, you're not Jesus Christ, <laughs> and you're not Jesus Shuttleworth. So no mm-hmm. one really cares about you coming back. But that's not what it is. Um, you know, together with all these trades and these acquisitions and the things that's going on, the collective average age of the Lakers is now 35. 
So mm. even if, you know, they don't win a championship, what's going to be, you know, most entertaining to see how all these elderly men come together <laughs> and do something life-changing. They may be the oldest team in NBA history to win a championship. But oh, if they don't, at least he has the glamour of Space Jam 2 to, to, to follow. He has that last win against the Goon Squad. And that concludes Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviations. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> they don't last long. <laughs> we get to the point. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. It's Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviations. <laughs> Boom. That, that gives me good, um, like, 70s sitcom, oh, you yeah. know, like, good times. Mm. That's what you need to. If you, we, we get it, give us that. A good, like, no, mm-hmm. good soul. Oh, 70s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. It's coming. That's how it's going to go. It's coming. Anyway, you ready to get to the living room? I just wanted to give the people what they need. Because they ready. wouldn't know about sports if it was for me. They wouldn't. You know all the things about sports. <laughs> all the things. I'm an expert. All right. <laughs> <laughs> grab your drink. Grab your tea or whatever it is Brian has in his glass as he tried to call oh. me out. And it's that's it's head all on. gone, brother. Let's, let's, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> let's head on over to the living room. Let's do it. All right. All right, we are at the living room where we talk about all the things, you know. Uh, so this week, I want to kind of provide some context before we get into the conversation. Okay. okay. Uh, so we recently, well, I recently, uh, we watched a show called Grownish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this episode, it's, um, you know, close your eyes or ears, whatever it is. Um, we recently watched, uh, I recently watched an episode of Grownish where Doug, the character Doug, who's played by Diggy Simmons. Felt like he didn't need to post or he didn't need to speak out about certain things that affect black people, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, if you know or you watch Grownish, they kind of address topics, right, in a, in a in a young person's standpoint and things of that nature. Sure. So, when he made this statement that he doesn't want to post things and doesn't want to do hashtags regarding black issues, he was confronted by his classmates and they deemed him as a bad black man. Ooh. It kind of hurt to hear when they said it, but they said yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> they said you're a bad black man, and I was like, oh, and that kind of you know sprung some things up in my spirit. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to kind of kind of address that episode um, to kind of see, you know, or hash out our feelings toward the episode, but really the the whole idea of what I would consider performative blackness, mm-hmm. um, the I guess perceived need. To do things to, um, trying to think, and to show people your level of blackness. All right. So, okay. quick question, and in, in, in putting, the, I guess, in the context of this episode, a black man died, or black, I'm sorry, was murdered um, by the police. Sure. Yep. And uh, he didn't want to post about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in we just start out there, based off of his situation. Do you feel like you know we should use social media? to uh you know post the hashtags and do all the things um regarding you know things that happen in the black community um should we i, I don't want to say yes because i don't want us to feel like it's like that's that is it's forced and if you're not doing it to the point of the show then you're a bad black person but i do think that in this new age of activism right Mm-hmm. That posting to social media has proven to be effective. Now, right. 
just like in anything, I'm sure in the civil rights, you probably had people marching um, for the sake of marching, right? Mm-hmm. As crazy as that may sound, there are probably people like, you know what, I'm going to just go out there. And they didn't probably do nothing else outside of marching, um, mm-hmm. which translates to social media. Like mm-hmm. some people didn't do nothing, but like, cause I, I've seen plenty of people's, I mean, even on my Instagram page, if you, I only have a few pictures, but if you scroll down, you see the, the post from June 2nd of last year, when mm-hmm. it's blacked out and mm-hmm. a bunch of black folk who I'm friends with or follow rather, um, mm-hmm. on Instagram have the same thing. So you're going to have people who only do that to say that it does nothing. is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does bring awareness because if the right celebrity does it, then it gets a level of attention. Right. And then there's right. op-eds, there's interviews, there's pieces. And while they may not have a lot to say about it, they may ask Angela Rye. They may mm-hmm. ask Wes Bellamy. They may ask, you know, some of the people who are out front and doing mm-hmm. some of the work about it and provide conversations. Um, so I don't think it's for naught, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily I don't have a hard time empathizing and understanding the perspective mm-hmm. of what Diggy's um, character was saying and going through, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think um, his reason really was because he just didn't feel like it it worked. Right. Um, but even, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm, I don't always post on everything, um, but like we, I, I'm aware of everything. You know what I'm saying? So most of the time, anytime thing happens in our world for the most part anything we're going to be in the group chat talking about it our thoughts our feelings our emotions um what we can do as a people to kind to kind of you know prevail and win uh so i think in some some cases i i, I don't even like the blackout thing i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't post it right yeah um so i didn't even know it was supposed to be a thing and i saw it and i was oh people are boasting blackout cool power to you um but one thing I think sometimes is, and I don't know if you you feel this, I think sometimes there is a level of peer pressure mm, mm-hmm. to post about certain things to either, you know, appear that you're woke or sure. to like to to avoid the ridicule of like, oh, this this dude ain't ain't down for the cause. Um, do you think there's a certain level of peer pressure when it comes to, you know, posting certain things or speaking out on certain things um absolutely right i think because to the i mean we go back to the show that inspired this conversation that was the that was the thing he was mm-hmm. posting about a party right and what was conflicting to me or kind of even real the young lady who was holding him accountable still came to the party right and all the people who were like you know wanted to support in certain ways still came to the party now they did flip it and mm-hmm. had the petition at the party, and like if you sign this, um, you'll get in free. So, mm-hmm. but I, so I, I don't think everything has to be black and white in those regards. I think right. that we say it all the time: joy is an act of resistance. Mm-hmm. So, to that point, having the party could have been like this is this is how I'm resisting, like I'm still right. choosing to live. But I also mm-hmm. see how it could have been tone deaf, right? And I say all that to say. That's where the peer pressure comes in because you're going to continue to have these levels of conversations with people who are like, why didn't you post nothing? Or why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? But one thing that I've learned that everybody's activism is very different. So like I posted the blackout thing because I understood it. And not to say Mm -hmm. that you didn't understand it. You just admitted that you didn't really know it was a thing. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you weren't doing your own level of activism behind the scenes just because you didn't post a black square on Instagram. Right. There's people who have still their whole Instagram profile picture blacked out and ain't posting about Black Lives Matter since last year, right? Right. So right. 
Uh, I, but I think that's a pressurized environment for mm-hmm. people to feel like I got to show solidarity out front. Otherwise, people will think I'm not down for the cause. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. But there's definitely right. pressure to do so, specifically mm-hmm. when you have platforms. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Because sometimes you see like certain celebrities who don't post things um, or aren't as openly performative in terms of you know things that they do or open like Beyonce like subtly like she does things behind the scenes as far as giving money and all that kind of stuff and she'll mm-hmm. do things like we talked about formation right right within the visuals of that it was Black Panther Party it was mm-hmm. revolutionary it was all that kind of stuff they just came out with Black is King so right she you, but you're not gonna see her out there marching you know what I'm saying uh you're not gonna see her out there you know you know holding up signs and stuff like that but she's going to find other ways either you know artistically to uh to speak out so there's an, and i think sometimes i think there's a certain level of of folks who just don't know right. or um aren't as uh what's the word aren't as equipped or yeah, savvy sure. enough to mm-hmm. to have the conversations and have the dialogue so it's like say for instance if you make a post on facebook right then at that point you're gonna have like comments and if somebody disagrees with you you know what i'm saying like then you're gonna have to find a way to defend yourself and then you may not you know want that smoke right so mm-hmm. i can understand why people don't do that but i think you know there's a certain level of you kind of said earlier where people who have the blackout posts but like what else are you doing so in in that case do you know in, in the show in Grownish? Um, I'm forgetting the dude's name. What's the ducktail? What's the dude with the ducktail? What is his name? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Ah, uh, Zoe's boyfriend. Yes, mm-hmm. but so he's Him. he's super heavy on on civic engagement, right? Um, like heavy in that. So when he does do a post, he's backing it up with you know protests and organizing and community activism and stuff like that. So Aaron. when you see the pe- Aaron, there it goes. So Aaron. <laughs> so yeah. you know, within that, like it, I I know people mm-hmm. who all they do is post. But, you know, are you, you know, donating money here? Are you doing that? Like what is should there be more than just the post? Or is the post just enough? Um, and, and that's kind of what I was alluding to a little bit when I say everybody's level of activism is different. I think, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've discussed this on the pod, maybe very, very early, Mm -hmm. like OG jigsaw days. And I was listening to something or reading something. I want to, I want to say it was Tamika Mallory who said this, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I don't want to say her name, but I feel like I was listening to pod. I know I was listening to pod save the people. I Mm -hmm. can't remember for exactly who. Uh, he was interviewing, but anyway, the guest was well, Mama Schubert to make a matter. But anyway, the, the guest was saying that when they went down to Ferguson for the first time, that it was an older black lady who was mm-hmm. not in the streets, but what she did was she was cooking full home cooked mm-hmm. meals for them to come mm-hmm. eat. Right. And what this what this person was saying was that that was her form of activism. She was saying. Mm-hmm. I ain't finna be out there with y'all young folk. I love what y'all doing. I'm too old to be out there. But what I can do is make sure that you have the right nutritional things you need. So while mm-hmm. you out there, you ain't passing out. You ain't trying to live off McDonald's right. and all that kind of stuff. And what mm-hmm. I, I say that to say is that everybody's activism looks different. 
So mm-hmm. if even if you're not the Aaron, right, from Grownish who's organizing and protesting, you could be the big mama who's mm-hmm. welcoming people into your home. Because they said that right. same lady was like when they was there over Thanksgiving, as the protest went on, they stayed at her house and she wow. opened her house to them. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's some of the same that you heard in the civil rights movement. Like when Martin Luther King then would go to certain cities, they would stay with people. They mm-hmm. weren't always in hotels and motels and things like that. Right. There right. were other families and preachers and churches who would take them in and give them spaces to stay. And that is a form of activism. Think about the mm-hmm. Underground Railroad, all the people mm-hmm. who hid the slaves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a form of activism. Right. And the same thing as today. So while you may not be. You know, out on the front lines may not be the Tamika Mallory's, right? Organize mm-hmm. or have your own big organization. You could be the person writing the op-ed pieces mm-hmm. that's getting the word out there or creating mm-hmm. a perspective. Like I now sit in a role with my job where I influence diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. And mm-hmm. a lot of that work is going to be based around black people and their investment in home ownership, right? right. I sit in a space where I may not be out front globally, but I'm also in a space of influence and, and transformation. Um, mm-hmm. And even even if you don't sit in a role professionally like I do, um, mm-hmm. there are so many ways that you can do it. Like you said, just by donating. Right. A monthly donation of something as small as $5 to your right. favorite social justice cause. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like last year, we actually went in March. Have I marched again? No, but I did it. Right. Or supporting organizations who do march, fixing right. water bottles, um, mm-hmm. creating care packages. Right. So many things that can be. There are so many ways that activism can be done. Um, and sometimes, like you said, people aren't equipped. So the best thing you can do is shut up and write a check, especially if you're mm-hmm. rich, right? right? Or like to be honest, like you're point about Beyonce, you don't see her like holding up no signs, but she's gonna be very out loud creatively. Right. Uh, I think there was one cover she did years ago where she had she only wanted black photographers, mm-hmm. black design, like all these things, and like that was her form of activism and protest. So right. for these magazines that primarily have all these white people, I don't want them. But it's not to say that they're not good. But there are mm-hmm. so many creative and beautifully talented, genius-like black folk doing this work. Why not use them? And it says, I have the authority to put them on. Let's mm-hmm. put them on. Um, right. So I think we have to step back from looking at activism or blackness in its traditional mm-hmm. sense and mm-hmm. really lean into the fact where we say that you know, black people are not a monolithic group. Right. Which means that the ways in which we protest, the ways in which we fight, the ways in which we um, resist mm-hmm. will be different. Right. And I agree. And I think my, my watching the episode, I kind of his reasoning for not posting or why he posted the party was really to kind of like, you know, my whole timeline was just this tragic situation. Right. I wanted to post something. Just that was, you know, would cut through that and then maybe provide some type of distraction from, you know, the harsh realities mm. of, of it all. And I can understand that. I really believe in that sometimes because whenever anything bad happens, um, it can be like, you know, just draining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can see a lot of like it it it, it kind of makes you feel like hopeless in a sense of like, whew, you know what I'm saying? Um, would I want to see like a twerk video in the middle of that? Probably not because it could sound tone deaf, but then maybe right. I would want to see the Buster Challenge more <laughs> in the middle of something because right. it's like, you know, you know, I'd rather see something that is uplifting, right? <laughs> then, um, then something that is just real draining in terms of that name. So, you know, 
think we talked about this before. Like, how do you normally cope with these situations on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, do you just avoid it at all costs, or you you try to post something? Or I I I rarely post stuff when it comes because I just be like I'd be so I'd be so drained. Yeah. No. So on my on my actual timeline, no. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though I did the blackout thing, but in my stories, for sure, I'm sharing mm-hmm. pieces of information. Right. Um. You know me. Part of my act of resistance is putting pen to paper. So, mm-hmm. so like when George, um, when um, not George Floyd, what's the Ahmad? Um, not Ahmad Aubrey, the, the um, Chauvin. There he is, Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, um, mm-hmm. the killer, the murderer, the murderer. When he got his, you know, when he got, you know, the sentence, you know, came down. I wrote about it because that was that's one of the that's my one of my creative ways of expression. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm a, I don't know, I'm a you know, create this big old post. I'm gonna write about it. I'm gonna put it out there for people to check out. And that's kind of mm-hmm. my way of getting mm-hmm. it off of me. Um right. and then you know what I'm saying? And then I might post a workout video because again, that's my way, that's my way to break it up and to right. not be, you know, bombarded by the news. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, but I also think that sometimes there is still a, even in that there's a pressure to post something or to mm-hmm. at least be silent, right? Because right. you don't want to seem tone deaf. But yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting line, but what stuck out to me most, Brian, about that episode, in which I want to hear your perspective on, is the idea of a bad black person because of it. Yeah. What does that even mean? Um. Okay. So, <laughs> do this is gonna sound bad. Do I feel that there are bad black people? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. And. And, but that's a slippery slope. Okay. People, when there's black folks who do things intentionally detrimental to black folks. R. Kelly? That, yes. Is that a black, bad see, black person? Bad black person. I can see that. Yes. Did y'all rule in the fire festival? What did you say? Did y'all rule in the fire festival? No, no. He was doing that to white people. So that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Point and, 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 and technically, he was partners with a white person that was that was getting over white people. Okay. So, so just you know, non-black person. <laughs> But yeah, but but to your to your point with R. Kelly, like that was you're doing something detrimental to black black culture. But then you could also say like, well, black bad black people can be rappers making music, degrading and you know negatively you know pushing stereotypes toward our culture, right? So there Jerome could be Kurt, so many, aka the baby, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so I, that's a slippery slope to say there is a bad black person, mm-hmm. um, like Kanye, like you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like we can say. So, you know, I, I, I would debate the fact, um, like, is there a bad black person or not? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in this situation, not posting anything, does that make a bad black person? No. Um, cause you don't know what your level of, again, all black people aren't the same. And you also, you don't know your level of, or your reasoning or your rationale behind what you do and don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a black, black person? Yeah. I think a bad black person to me is a person that just does things intentionally that will, pushes back my thing is like you don't have to go hard for us mm-hmm. but don't do anything intentional that's gonna push us back mm. like don't be against us right like you don't have to ride for us be heavy for us but don't do anything against us or be that person and it's not being a bad black person but it's just annoying when something happens in black culture you want to be that black person to like be the devil's advocate right like, it's not like <clears throat> you know like we don't need that yeah like because the thing is, if anything, I know that they say black people don't hold each other accountable, but we may not openly like 
you know, ridicule and bash certain people because we want to protect our own. Sure. But when people are out there doing stupid stuff, like AKA Kurt, like we came and was like, he's a he's a fool. Yeah, and it's and, Jonathan and, Kurt because I, I, I feel Kurt. like we need to call him his government when you start messing up. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and and oftentimes in society, like when black people do something wrong, we're, we're going to call each other out. Oh yeah, and that's accountability. Um, yeah, and it's accountability. But I don't. I, I hate when it's, it's that black person they'd be like, when the black person get a, a dude gets murdered by the police, right? Or gets killed by the police. That that black person was like, see y'all niggas always, you know, lacking accountability. You know he didn't have to do this, but we're we we understand what you know what role the person who got murdered, um, yes, slayed, yes. But you know, but that that's not the moment to be like, oh, he should have just put his hands up. Like, and it's like, never what? justification, never, never. Um, and I think, and there have been so many other cases that have been examples of that not happening. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Wasn't resisting. Mm-hmm. Um, Philando Castillo in his car announced he had a gun. All he did, mm-hmm. all the right, all the things we tell the, the people right to do, and fat, 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 right? Um, even with you know um, Mike Brown and Ferguson, like yeah, mm-hmm. he you know threw the stuff on the floor and the the, the footage from the grocery store, whatever that happened. But was right. that rationale to for him to die? Sandra Bland, no. yeah, she popped off at the mouth and, you know, blew probably blew smoke in, in the man's face, a cigarette. But was there reason for mm-hmm. her to be dead? You know what I'm saying? Like, just arrest them. Like, right. and that ain't going to make us happy either, but they right. live. And they, mm-hmm. can, they can fight through this quote-unquote justice system Right. alive right and that's the point that we're making that mm-hmm. when these type of things happen to people who aren't black they do some of the same things and mm-hmm. they end up alive right. some way as if that training only works for white people as if their black police officers aren't threatened mm-hmm. when it happens to people who aren't black and mm-hmm. and what makes it really hard brian to have this conversation with people who continue to push us backwards is the black the black police officers who mm-hmm. know some of the stuff that's going down, but then because of their job are in defense mm-hmm. of what's happening. And I understand you have to maintain, you keep your job, but we need some black officers and all those kind of right, things. Right. But at the same time, let's call a thing a thing. Right. And let's be honest in the fact to say, hey, that person should not have done that, but also their officer acted totally out of training and character. Right. It wasn't necessary. Right. right. Um, because at what what real threat was some of these people to your life? They weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I completely agree with you to the point of I don't believe that I don't believe that there's a way that you could be a bad black person mm-hmm. because the ways in which you live your life as a black person is unique to you and your experience. Right, right. Um, but I do believe, right, you could be a bad person who is black because you continually push black culture and black people backwards. Candace owns. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Diamond and Silk. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much any black Trump supporter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just put it out there like that, right? Um, those are people who are black folk making really poor decisions because right. none of what they're doing is pushing us forward as a group. And it does not mean, and they, I'm, I don't want to get into my greater conversation, but I'll come up for you, Cory Book, a little bit later. Um, mm. It does not mean that we're mm. going to always agree on the mm-hmm. same policies and you know the ways in which we approach politics and life and justice will be the same but it does mean brian even mm-hmm. if you disagreed on the approach i'm never going to do anything that's going to intentionally hurt you and your family or say anything that's going to hurt you and your family right right i got some black republican friends i went to morehouse with 
who were mm. adamantly against Donald Trump. They're mainly mm. Republicans because of the, the 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 taxes and stuff. Right. You know, they 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 believe in what they call fiscal responsibility. Right. They believe in capitalism, and that's about it. Right, mm-hmm. but they also understand some of the systematic ways in which black people are still oppressed. Now, there are some real conversations we have because if you believe in capitalism, we can really talk about some of the ways in which capitalism is systematically oppressing people of color and underrepresented right. communities. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. What I'm saying right. is, though, some of the outlandish, out loud, um, racist and prejudice and phobia esque things that have happened because mm-hmm. of Donald Trump's emboldened behavior. They Mm -hmm. completely disagree with all of that saying we can be on two separate sides of the field and still see the common good in humanity. Right. Right. We can still understand the ways that we need to push certain agendas for certain people because it is necessary for equality and equity more so than Mm -hmm. anything. So to your point, I'm, 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 I'm conflicted on a bad what a bad black person is. Right. But I do know there are some very bad black people. Mm hmm. If that makes yeah. any sense, <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and uh, and and this kind of like made me think of, uh, not calling him a bad black person, but based off the situation. Yeah, uh, we we saw this week talk about Alfonso Ribeiro, and he was. I wish I could see the eye <laughs> roll I just had. Right, and he was basically you know saying that the black community doesn't support him, and the reason for black people not supporting him is because he has a white wife. Girl, enjoy the <laughs> lunch. <laughs> why are you here why are you here you have a water and lemon <laughs> um so i guess he you know you said black people don't support him don't invite him to the bt awards and all this stuff when did they get invited to the first of all, when did they get, i have a few things mm-hmm. and i want you to answer them if you can brian you ready go for it mm-hmm. when did get invited to bt awards become a badge of honor right I mean, and I'm going to watch the BT when I'm going to ride for us, but two, when have you given us anything outside of Fresh Prince to legitimately support? Right. Like, because black folk, the demographic for American Fun Home videos ain't us. Right. There's some black folk who watch it, don't get me wrong, but majority, that ain't yeah. us. We ain't making no, we're not making no memes, videos, mm-hmm. anything based on that. And even, and most of the videos that are submitted ain't us. We don't watch right. that. Nah. I ain't never seen nothing. I ain't seen Black Twitter talk about America's Fun of Some videos like ever. And it's and, and it's so much not us that we don't even watch it just to support you. And it's not a youth thing. It could be anybody black. We right. probably would not watch it because that's just not us. Think about when Steve Harvey and Tiffany Haddish and them hosted uh, Darn This Thing Kids Say. We still oh, weren't watch watching that like that. Now, we probably watched <laughs> it if one of our little, because they did have you know a few black kids on there. But mm-hmm. you know, we probably watched it for the epi- for that episode, or if you were right. related to them, sure. But we won't watch it that. now. Now, Family Feud is difficult. Black folk love us for Family Feud. Oh, even yeah, before Steve Harvey got on there. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just Steve that Harvey just solidified the fact that we're gonna watch it. That was just our thing. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you got to think about the things that are unique to our audience and our culture. Mm-hmm. Even with Jeopardy, black folk, a lot of black people do watch Jeopardy, but a lot of mm-hmm. us don't. But we also understand that LeVar Burton is just a perfect match. Mm-hmm. So it is less about our enthusiasm about Jeopardy and more so that this man deserves that job. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Alfonso, you haven't given, and no shade, but all shade, you haven't given us anything like that to really mm-hmm. rally about. We wish you no harm. Right. And we probably would be mad if you randomly got fired and got replaced with some other corny white man. 
but right. <laughs> it's not you know what I'm saying, and because that's us, mm-hmm. right? We gonna come, we gonna come to bat for you. We gonna ride for you. We gonna, gonna ride, ride for you, you, but it's not to say that we don't support you because you literally have done nothing since first. And if you have, let me check your IMDb or IDB and whatever the acronyms are, the letters right. are. Let me check it because I don't know anything else you in except maybe some Lifetime movie here or there. Right, and I don't know. And then on top of that, like he had that old video that surfaced of him talking about like listen, how he was pandering to the white people, and it was it really was the fetishization of white women. But you know, but we can we can have that conversation for another day too. Whole another conversation. <laughs> another day, because 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 the stuff that came out of that video was that I'm mm-hmm. always leaving here with a bad chick, and I'm gonna leave it with the hottest blonde white woman, like like as if like hot blonde or white blonde women are like the baddest because they're typically yeah. not. They're not. <laughs> They're typically not. Um, Yawn. I, Yawn. I know some black blondes, okay, whether it's natural or not, who I find, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, like Alfonso can can miss me with that. But to your point, right, he makes it harder to have this conversation about what good or black blackness is mm-hmm. because you got people like him out here saying this kind of foolishness um, because you have a white wife. And we ain't even tripping. You know how I many people got white wives? Ice-T got a white wife. And he's right. one of the most radical black people that the, oh, that, that yeah. there are. His wife is white, white. Side note, mm-hmm. Coco T was one of the more recent white people who said they don't shower every day. She just came out. We need to have a segment called uh, the Dirt Up Report or something because <laughs> these white people are really getting adamant about not showering. Um, First they use washcloths and then they don't And shower. now they don't shower. And she said it. She's only shower every other day, every three days. Unless she gets real sweaty or dirty. I didn't come here to talk about white people in their filth. What I came here to say is that there are mm. plenty of other people who are married to white women, right? Who we may have given them a side eye at first because, mm-hmm. you know, culture. But at the same time, we're not taking away their black cars. We're not, they're not lacking mm-hmm. any support. We're not saying that they're not black. And Alfonso Ribeiro actually, I think me and you talk about this, Brian, got a kind of got a pass by being Carlton. Yeah, because he legit played that. a character who is probably ninety percent of who he really is. Right. Um. So the fact that so none of what you've done in terms of your assimilation, your white wife, none of that surprises us. So we're not right. we we ain't mad at it. We expected Carlton if if Fresh Prince were ever rebooted, Carlton would have a white wife. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and Name like Nikki, and real, Buffy, right. And real Heather. life, Alfonso has a white wife, right? So right. We're, we're 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 not upset with you. It's just that. You really haven't given us anything to support and come to bat for. And then you say idiotic things like that. And then the video of you in this club resurfaces. Come on, guy. Right. Come on, yeah. guy. Right. Because that's the thing is, we, like, we, like, black people, we support folks and we support them for, for reasons. Like, we support Will Smith. You know, y'all was on the same show. Um, and Will Smith do some white people's stuff. Yeah, his kids, <laughs> the ring of his children is definitely some white people. Listen, because Jada and uh, Jaden and, and and Willow, whew, they some they some interesting characters. But you know, listen, you know, we we, we, we support Will, we support Will and Jada um, and all her and, uh, entanglements. Listen, <laughs> all the entanglements. <laughs> well, that's the thing is we we black people we're we're interested. Like again, we're not monolithic. We don't we don't all act and think the same way. But I think there's a certain level of if you support us, you ride for us, we're gonna ride for you. But even like folks like Kanye who don't ride for us, you know, he's people still ride. He still for has him. to support. He still right. You know what I'm saying? The son of Donda. So, so that whole I'm um, you know people don't ride for me because I'm white. You know, 
uh, that that or I have a white wife is stupid. But that's pretty much you know the the idea. I was you know when it comes to the, I don't think there's a bad black person. I don't think you have to be performative in terms of your actions and do certain things and stuff like that. I think just being authentically you and what you do and how you feel. Um, I think you said something right today uh, about on social media about like you know just saying no, like mm-hmm. it, you don't have to do something uh if or you could say no without having to like give an explanation absolutely of your no and i think that's the same way in terms of you not posting or not doing certain actions you know and somebody's like why do you why didn't you do that i didn't want to yeah and you don't even have to say you don't want to i didn't i I didn't didn't. (laughs) and that's it right there's no s there's no need to explain any of those things um and that's that Yep. But I do feel like I, I think I'm gonna retract my statement and say I don't think that there's black black people because Diamond and Silk and Candace Owens are bad black people. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't let that one ride. But I do get what you're saying when you say mm-hmm. if you don't do this, you're a bad black person, as if your blackness is somehow rev- revoked because of your mm-hmm. lack of action, right? Right. I don't think that that is true. But to mm-hmm. your point, people who are intentionally pushing narratives that go mm-hmm. against the advancement of black people, you are mm-hmm. bad black people. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think you're bad people who yeah. are black. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, I think the, the, the skin tone is, is secondary. It's yeah. just like, like you're But just there's no bad blackness. I will say that. There's no bad blackness. Our blackness mm-hmm. is unique. It is nuanced. And it mm-hmm. shows up it's in beautiful. so many different ways. Um, yep. And... Me and all me and Brian want you to ever do is be you, you know, authentic to however your blackness is, mm-hmm. and continue to push culture forward. That's what we want culture, That's our it. culture to be pushed forward and advance and progress. When we say yep. culture, we don't just mean like pop culture. We mean like the advancement of us as a people, economically, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, um, all the things. Right. Right. Um, That's what we want. That level of advancement. Agreed. Agreed. Speaking of, real quick side note, do you think the NAACP should change? Their name, the advancement mm-hmm. of colored people. <laughs> should, should we well, move past advancing colored folk? <laughs> and not necessarily. I guess that now it's it's just flip faces, people of color. Uh-huh. Um, so that would be where the national advancement people of color napbook. I don't know, mm. but it really can't because you know I've been you know I've been rewatching Girlfriends, <laughs> and there was an episode where. I forgot what they was talking about, but Monica, William's wife, said something, and Maya was like, should we call the NAACP? And she was like, what you going to do? They can't even advance past calling people color folk. And so it's just, <laughs> that just came back into my head when we were talking That's about That's funny. Um, yeah. Hey, Girlfriends is such a good show. It's a good show. We got to talk I've been, about I've been going back and watching We got to talk world. about it one day. But all right. Is that is that it, bro? Because I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. That's it. That's it. That's all you know. I had to get off my chest. All right. Um, so that I think we're going into my brother's keeper. We are. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woosa. 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 All right. We are at I Am My Brother's Keeper, where we talk about how we do things to, you know, indulge in black men self-care. Cause we are black, right? And we are men. And I think bad black people are people who don't take care of their black yes. bodies. Yes. So Josh, what are you doing this weekend to uh, take care of your black body? Working out. Mm-hmm. It is August. I have a major fitness goal to reach by September 9th. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. 
<laughs> have a Miami trip next month. God willing, uh-huh. the world doesn't keep burning up and it doesn't get canceled. Um, <laughs> so if all goes well, um, yeah. I, you know, I'm very close to my beach bod, but I am doing all the things. I'm right. eating three, four meals a day to gain the extra lean muscle. I'm not eating any fried foods and all those kind of things. So I'm really just chilling, working out. Um, the last July was such a busy month that these first few weekends in August, I just wanted to take the time to relax and to be, you know what I'm saying, be still, mm-hmm. um, if that makes any sense. So um, that's, that's kind of where I am, bro. That's where I mm-hmm. am with it. I just, I'm just going to be still. I'm going to relax. I'm going to, um, I do have an event. A mutual friend of ours is hosting a lunch party. So I think we would both be there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. relax until that comes. We will both and, be there. And, and do that and, you know, enjoy the vibes and celebrate black people moving the culture forward. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, same thing going to this event that I definitely remembered that was happening. <laughs> You did not just remind me that it's happening. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, you know. It's. I don't know. I, you know, I think I'm keeping my schedule clear. I could probably go for a Manny Petty. I can definitely do that. I didn't go last week. I really wanted. So I, I about to say, it. if you tell us about a Manny Petty one more week, Brian, we gonna have problems. It's it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> um, I didn't do it last week. I need to get it done. Um, I got. My life is just in shambles right now. I need to get a haircut. Me too. <sighs> you see this new grow? I see it. I see it. But do you it. see this skin popping though? Do you see this glow? That that Fenty skin? I don't use that no more. You don't use I don't that no more? Use that no more. I use um, skin script. I have an esthetician mm. and a dermatologist, okay? And they oh. got me to gather, okay? <laughs> I, am, I, am, uh, I am doing, the, I am exfoliating twice a week. I have mm-hmm. my um, my gosselic acid pads. I have my age defying um, age serums that I put at night. My vitamin C serums, okay. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying. My moisturizers, um, <laughs> all of the things. My spot creams, my retinoids, all the things. <laughs> okay, I am beautiful. Teach the people. I am beautiful. I am him. <laughs> I am he. Um, yeah. So, you know. All right. Staying black and beautiful and young, not let my black crack because if it's ashy, it might. So <laughs> well, that's that's how we keep our self care together. So those of you who are doing things this weekend, feel free to post it. Post tag it, tag us. let us know, and we'll share what you're doing because uh, we love to see black people taking care of their black selves. Uh, and it's not just men, even women. If you're doing anything for self care, let us know because yeah. we love to see it. So, so do we have anything in the PO box? Let me see. Do we have anything there? <laughs> we have something in the P.O. box. All right, let's get to it. Let's do it. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. All right, good people, we are here at the P.O. box. And I just uh-huh. want to remind you, as always, you can, you too, can write too. in by uh-huh. going to ask. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw <laughs> at gmail.com and submit your letter. We will give you a pseudonym to keep you, um, you know, protected or whatever. And uh, we might possibly read your letter aloud here on the show. So, Brian, this week, who do we have and what do they want? All right. So, we got to give a pronouns because pronouns are important. Can we respect the pronouns here? We do. We, we respect exclusive the around here. 
We are. We are. Um, so we do have pronouns. We need a strong name. Okay. The pronouns are he, him. Hmm. Um. Ooh. Okay. Leroy Babalu. Leroy Babalu. <laughs> Leroy yeah. Babalu. Babalu. All right. He Leroy Babalu. He's Haitian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leroy Babalu. All right. So Leroy writes. <laughs> Oh, this is a good, this is a good intro. All right, I'm I'm afraid how I feel it. Okay, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I greet you. The, I'm gonna add something to this. I greet you in the matchless name of our Lord <laughs> and Savior Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> LOL. Let me chill. I love your podcast and the perspective that and balance you bring to Christianity. I did all of that because my question is about church, and I really would honor your opinion, Brian. Let Josh loose if you must. I can take it. I don't right. even know what that means. And I don't know if I'm offended or honored. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Let's do it. I am a leader in my local church, and my girlfriend and I recently broke up. Quite naturally, we served on some of the same teams, and now things are a little awkward. She isn't on my core team, but she is a part of the demographic that I serve. Rightfully so, she still participates in ministry events. What's making it a little more awkward was that one of our mutual friends gave me a heads up that she was out last Sunday because she she was visiting another church with some new guys she was talking to. Mm. This Sunday, the two of them are visiting our church. Mm. Mm, God. Now we have reopened in a limited capacity, but still have enough room for guests specifically if they are vaccinated. Here's the thing. We have not gotten much closure because we see each other weekly, see each other weekly. And our breakup was relatively new. How she already got a new dude? And she's bringing him to church in the middle of a pandemic? Like, fam, how? Why? Anyway, uh, anyway, am I overthinking this? Because I really feel like if she found someone this soon, that they may have been creeping behind my back when she and I were together. What should I do, Sunday, if anything? Should I speak to them both? Should I ignore them? Please help, because I feel a whole panic come Sunday. Bless y'all, brothers. Leroy. Babalu. The man of God said, let you loose. So I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> I don't even know that I have. First of all, I feel like you said that because you feel like I'm going to read your life. And I don't know that I'm going to read you. <laughs> I do feel like you are. Um, I feel like there's some insecurities there. I'm going to say that. That need to be put in check. Um, because if y'all are broken up. There's no need for you to be thinking about what may have happened right. if she creeped around in your relationship, right? It could have been one of those things. You know, some men are ruthless, and we mm-hmm. just wait on you to break up with somebody Counts. before we can jump in, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. With my my now wife, when we were dating, when I first noticed her, um, you know, I found her on Facebook, and she had a boyfriend. And he was all over her page. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw, I wasn't waiting. I happened to go on her page, and I noticed that that Negro was gone. Immediately, mm-hmm. I jumped in. Immediately. I jumped in that Facebook because we had to. You know, I jumped in that Facebook messenger, <laughs> and we started having a conversation. Right. So, and I don't. And they were. I don't know how fresh they were broken up, but I do know that I noticed that he was gone. Right. And that was my opportunity to jump in. So it could have been somebody who has been admiring her respecting your relationship but also was like i ain't gonna touch it but now that y'all ain't a thing let mm-hmm. me see what's up right right 
And this dude could be the rebound because if y'all, you made it seem like, you didn't say how long y'all were dating and stuff like that. You made it seem like y'all was real serious and it was a big thing. And this may just be her way of moving on. So this may not be her husband or whatever. Uh, and, and you know, church people, you know, our, me and Brian are church kids. We bring people to church. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't necessarily, I think it's people who are less churchy who make church dates or bring somebody to church like a mm-hmm. big thing. For us, it's like, I'm going to church. You want to come? You know, it's like it's not. It's not. At least it's not for me, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. for me. It wasn't huge to bring somebody, invite somebody to church. Um, right. So I would stop overthinking it, Leroy. I would stop overthinking mm-hmm. it. Uh, and quite honestly, you don't have to say anything to them Sunday. Um, the question is, do you speak to her on a, every Sunday? Do y'all speak? Right. How cordial right. are you? So if that's a no, then keep that same energy because it's right. not going to be. She won't feel slighted if you don't speak if you're already not speaking every Sunday. Now, exactly. if you, now if y'all do have conversation every week and you avoid them, then but that could still. But again, to me and Brian's point from earlier, you don't owe her no explanation. I don't want to deal with you and this new dude. I don't want the drama. I don't want the awkwardness. So I'm gonna avoid it. It's really right. your choice. But whatever it is, don't do like unnecessary pettiness, unnecessary shade. It's not what this is. If y'all are done then be done and don't try to bring no random woman to church Sunday. Cause you know, she got somebody coming and all that kind oh, of stuff. Right. Do I think your friend, I hope your friend gave you a heads up not to be messy, but just to prepare you mentally because clearly you're in a panic okay. and they know you. So they was like, let me get his brother heads up. So mm-hmm. he won't be surprised. Cause like, I would hate for you to be like the praise worship leader. And then you look at it in the audience <laughs> It's going to throw you all forever, and the, and the saints right. are going to feel it. Um, right. So it's kind of a good thing, and I hate to be deep, but so you can pray, like, especially if it's giving you this much angst, pray through it. Mm-hmm. Pray through it, bro, and just and be cool. Y'all, y'all, if y'all broke up and it's broken up forever, she was going to find someone new. Right. And this was going to happen eventually. Maybe not so soon, but it was going to happen eventually. So um, right. that's all I got for you, dude. Chill out, though. Calm down. Yeah. Pipe down. Chill. Pipe mm-hmm. down. Simmer down. Jesus Christ. Brian, what you got for me? Um, same thing. Uh, like, y'all broke up. Why does it matter? Period. <laughs> Why does it matter? Y'all broke up. Y'all ain't together no more. Bid them, you know. Bid them adieu. Godspeed. Yeah. And you live your life. Um, and that's it. But, you know, y'all ain't together no more. She don't want you. You don't want her. Uh, she moved on. Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless. Um, so that's that. That's the P.O. Box. Tis all. All righty. You ready to wrap up the show? Yeah, because we got to go to Greater Conversation. Mm-hmm. Some folks have been mm-hmm. folksing. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, greater conversation. Let's do it. Let's get some things off of our chest. This is what we do this episode, this part of the episode four, because folks just do things and they got to be held accountable. We got to say some things. And, you know, it's it's good to just speak the truth, right? Because mm-hmm. the truth sets you free. That's the word. Right? That's the word. So we want to get some things off of our chest. Josh, what do you have this week? Or do you want to go first or how do you want to do this thing? Um, you know. Um, I can go first if you want me to. You know, because I... I'm gonna talk about your state. Okay, I'm gonna talk about your whole Senate. My whole what? The Senate? whole Senate oh. cabinet. Everybody. Um, but specifically with one person. Oh, Mr. Booker. Yeah, Mr. 
Mr. Booker. Let me go because I'm going to be real quick. I don't have. I, don't have okay. I mean, I say quick. I really mean quick. So anyway, if, if anybody knows anything about politics, I really want to make it fast. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because um, I want to give because I know Brian got this thing brewing and I'm ready to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Biden had this infrastructure bill, and part of the infrastructure bill was um, funding. Was this question around funding about defunding the police? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a representative from Alabama proposed an amendment that says that the government will not provide funds. Um, missing funds or replacement funds for local local municipalities who decide to defund the police. And Cory Booker gets up in front of the Senate um, oh, floor and says uh, he really wants to know that um, the Democrats aren't behind this at all and that it was to his horror that he found out that this was something that some Democrats wanted and blah, blah, blah. This is the third, right? Let me be very clear. I am not a hundred percent in support, nor a hundred percent against defunding the police, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have my thoughts on both ends. I right. do not disagree with it though, because I understand what defunding the police does. What exactly. defunding the police means is that we are not not what y'all saw in the shot. That was dumb and that was not accurate, right? Um, mm. spoiler alerts, they're gonna try to defund the police in the shot, but that don't give away that that don't give away the season if you haven't seen it. What I'm saying is that defunding the police means that in most cities, uh, major cities specifically, police budgets are likely 10 times more than educational budgets. So while our schools are fighting for teachers and resources and infrastructure, our police departments, while they may have issues recruiting, they are still struggling. They are still thriving more organizationally than a lot of our school systems, than a lot of our community centers and all these other things. We find ways in which where we can fund having 19 million police officers in predominantly mm-hmm. black neighborhoods, but right. we can't get brand new books for the high school in the hood, right? Exactly. That's what defunding the police means. It means reallocating some of that budget to go mm-hmm. back into communities because mm-hmm. research has quite frankly shown and proven that if people have better education, if people have access to economic resources, people have access to community programs, if there are the right people in place instead mm-hmm. of police at every single issue, that there's a likelihood that crime and crime-related activities yep. will cease or be greatly reduced. And that's just a fact, mm-hmm. right? And there's so much research behind um, the ways in which we can help low-income families. I, mean, I work in housing. One of the things that we've shown is that people who have access to affordable housing have greater high school retention rates. Why? Because now they have more money and access to greater resources after school program, blah, blah, blah. And if these kids are wrapped up in that, what do they have less time to do? Be standing at home, being on mm-hmm. the street, getting caught up in gang activity. It doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. It just means that the likelihood of it happening is lessened, right? And that's what defunding the police means. It means that there's a domestic situation in a home instead of the police coming out. Maybe there's a mediator that comes out. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a social worker. Maybe there's a, a psychologist that comes out that talks to somebody maybe having a panic episode instead of pulling out your gun and your taser and killing them. That's what defunding the police means is putting resources in place so that communities, communities can thrive. So I think that the Senate had a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means, number one. Number two, they were pandering toward the GOP agenda to make this a race-baiting, we hate the police issue. We don't hate Mm -hmm. the police, we just hate how the police functions in terms of killing and murdering black people. And to make this long rant less long, as I said, I'm going to keep it short, Cory Booker got on the floor, um, 
jigabooing and dancing around, mm-hmm. talking about he wanted to run and give him a hug, and how he respected that. Bro, your presidential um aspirations are done. You're never mm-hmm. going to be the president of the United States. And you slapped all of your constituents in the face. Those are the ones that you said you lived in the hood. If you move back in the hood, you'll be with the people. You slapped them in the face because those people in the hood are some of the main ones being terrorized by the same police that you're trying to protect because you don't understand what some of that defunding could have done. What you mm-hmm. should have done was had an amendment that talked through the ways in which how defunding police can happen while we mm-hmm. can still have a strong and solid police force without the militarization of that of said police forces. Mm-hmm. That's what you should have been working on. That's right. a, a, That should have been at least a step in the right direction. So Cory Brooker piped down Talking about how you love God, love America, love American pie. One cute, we didn't like it, and forget all of y'all who voted against that bill with wrong understanding about what it meant. See your right. hands, bro. Um, you're absolutely right on that. <sighs> uh, two two states. Um, one is your state. I'm gonna talk about them first. Talk about Tennessee because um, I'm pissed off at Tennessee. Them, what they doing too? Yep. So Tennessee, they you know their you know local governing body uh, essentially said that you know they can. Teachers could face suspension, fines, and all that kind of stuff uh, for having or creating conversations surrounding racism, white supremacy, and critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Lord help us. So you mean to tell me that if teachers, you know, have conversations about racism, critical race theory, or white supremacy, then they can potentially face uh, loss of license, suspensions, and stuff like that, or uh, defunding uh, s- the schools that are involved in that. Mm-hmm. So, when you talk about slavery, what is that? That's white supremacy, right? Um, we talk about you know all those things of the civil rights movement. That's white supremacy. That's racism. So, you mean to tell me all the history? If the United States is just, you know, you can't talk about it at all, right? Um, to me, it's just it just shows a lack of it really shows the white supremacy, the fact that you're gonna find people for having conversations about white supremacy. Like it showed that you're really so scared about your kids understanding how trash you are, how trash of a nation that they are a part of, mm-hmm. um, that you're willing to find people up to one million to five million dollars based off of having conversations regarding racism, white supremacy, and critical race theory. Because if a teacher may bring it up in a classroom, you're going to um, to, to um, find them for those things. But you want to have conversations about everything else except for that. That is trash. I, I can't believe I'll or even think to do that. That's terrible. But then moving down to Florida, and Florida, of course, is always um, Florida the Florida. trashiest state mm. in the union um florida's always going florida sorry about our people that listen that live in florida you know we love you um but your governor is absolutely disgraceful um this fool basically said that he's going to reduce or eliminate salaries or not fund classroom not classrooms st- school districts um who enforce mask mandates this is the same fool who went on tv basically saying Man, things are terrible here. Um, people are getting sick, you know, at the drop of a hat. It's crazy. Um, we're going to minimize any type of elective treatment at hospitals because our hospitals are filling to the capacity. But no, 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 no. We're not finger pointing, but we don't want anybody to have any type of mask mandate. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, like, it, it's the, the yo 
tongue is so deep in Donald Trump's butthole that you are just so unwilling to do what's right. Like they have the idea of, you know what, things are going bad. I know I, I was on this this hill, the same hill that's probably adjacent to Terry Crews Hill. I'm just going to stand and I'm going to die on it because you want to have this attitude of, you know, I, I want to, you know, be Donald Trump so bad that I want to, I don't care about my constituents and the people in my state who are passing away or getting sick at crazy rates right now um, that you're so willing to just sit there and have this dumb conversation and find teachers and, 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 and defund schools, right? You don't want to defund the police, but you want to defund education for people who put give or, or, or put max mandates in place. Um, he's trash. Um, I really wish um, his dad would have just put him on the ground. Oh, would have pulled out and his shot on the ground oh. or his mom would have just swallowed him. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that is my greater conversation. Um, I think that's now an episode. Or you want to add anything to that, Joshua? No, I'm good, man. You're absolutely right. I, I I have friends who are teachers in Tennessee specifically. And the mm-hmm. fact that, think about Memphis, 65% black. Are you telling me we can't talk about race? Right. Like, all you want to talk about is MLK. And even in Texas, y'all saying that MLK didn't require no more to talk about. So, right. miss me right. with this. And think about this, though. What if something happens like a George Floyd situation? Again. Right, which which is going to happen. This is the United States of America. So you're basically saying that you can't have any conversation about that. In and the what if it happens in Tennessee? What if it happens in the school that those teachers are? T- you know what I'm saying? Like so many things. Right. Like how are counselors and so many people are supposed to proceed? Right. Right. What does activism even look like around and within that? If you can't talk about it, there's there's so many ways that white people are trying to control this narrative about. They're trying to preserve. This mm. false narrative of this country right. when it's just not true. You all killed, murdered, and stole people to build a nation mm-hmm. so that you can look good. None right. of the stuff that you've built and created was because of your own goodness. As the world would say, mm-hmm. it was no goodness of your own. Right. right. It was all all the work, sweat, labor, and death and blood of people of color, indigenous right. people who are already here. And black mm-hmm. people who were brought over here who did all this work. And now mm-hmm. you're trying to create a narrative that says that that wasn't the case. Like, this was just this utopian society. And, you know, right. there was some, there was a few bad things that happened. But, no. Like, do you not know that MLK was the most hated man in the world when he died? He's yep. celebrated now. But y'all didn't like him. He was just another nigga to you. You know right. what I'm saying? At the time, right? So, like, right. We, have to, we have to reckon with that history. And, mm-hmm. not be, and, not, and talking about it doesn't it doesn't like take away from america it exposes who she is and it holds her accountable so that we can adequately move forward but continuing to our history books already lack real knowledge and history anyway so you're just like whitewashing it and diluting it more um so no it's trash and i hope that so many teachers like book up against it that every teacher lose their license and y'all ain't got no like i feel i hope it's something like kind of mad something to where you can't even control it but right. we know that's not going to happen. Um, nah. And I don't want Keep teachers to lose their jobs, but I mean, there has to be, I, I, we, we got to figure out some there way. To, there has to be resistance. There has to there be has some, some resistance. resistance. And that goes back to our conversation earlier. We got to figure out a way that we can make it happen. Whether that means 
you know, I can't teach about it, but hey, I'm gonna bring in some guest lecturers <laughs> and let y'all right. talk about it. Cause you said I couldn't teach. I couldn't talk about it. Let me bring yeah, let in, me bring uh, in some local civil rights leader. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> me and Brian, I would have come in and talked to y'all babies I'll about the ways and ways why people are trash uh, <laughs> and have been trash and probably gonna still be trash, right? Uh, <laughs> and I'll say it in front of Becky and Chad that's sitting in the classroom. Okay. Um, but no, since you asked me what my that was my addition. And with that addition, mm-hmm. there has been another episode of the Jigsaw another Podcast. <laughs> um, we thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for supporting. Thank y'all for holding us down while we were going. Um, thank y'all for growing with us. Um, we sure appreciate you so much. We, we sure do. do. Um, special shout out to Charles and Chancey again for holding mm-hmm. it down and taking our time and blessing us on the mic. Um, Brian, anything you want to announce? Anything you got coming up? Uh, I can think of. Okay. Um, Check us out on social media. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Facebook, uh, rate us, subscribe, like, share, all the good things. Five stars or less. Five, five stars or nothing at all. Um, I'm about to say mighty God or less. <laughs> what is it? I'm going to tell you. Say that in order to make you. Hey. <laughs> five stars or nothing at all. Please leave a comment. Let people know how great the show is. Mm-hmm. Let us know how great the show is. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Ask the Jigsaw. Yeah. Uh, Tell, us at Tell us that we're great. <laughs> Tell us that we're glistening. Tell Josh that his, his skin is glistening. You know, tell us that you listen to the show faithfully, all the things we enjoy it. Um, invite us somewhere. And I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for my for my new tattoo. So if you <laughs> if you wanna donate today, just let me know. Inbox me right. and let us know. <laughs> right. We need we need some money for these shorts, these thigh shorts. We do. Cause Nike shorts are expensive. They're like fifty dollars a pair. They are. <laughs> they are. The shorts I'll be wearing them, them all multicolored jump jumpsuits like fifty dollars. No, I got them too, bro. They are. For me to be sweating them out of working out in them. Jesus Christ! Holy Ghost. Um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Josh, before we leave, let people know what they need to do. Absolutely, continue to be black authentically, <laughs> and in doing that, you can only do what you can, how you can, the best ways that you can. But in all you're doing, make sure you're not getting caught with your work undone. We love y'all. Love you. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.